Hi, everyone. Mitch from PickDogs.com here with Joe Madden. It is Saturday, March the 12th. We are one day before Selection Saturday. Of course, uh, we are here live every single day. Today is our, the format of the show. Today is we kind of give picks, talk about stuff, and, of course, have a bunch of cappers um, on as guests. And they're, feel the free, they're free to give out a pick or two picks or whatever the heck they like. In between, I'm going to be giving out more picks than I have been on these shows I think I've been a little light in that area, even though I do a zillion videos a day and we have free picks on all the uh, websites. I feel like I'm one of those other webs, those other video guys with my chain is out. It's just inadvertent on there. You ever see the guys, they wear the chain out, you know, it's like. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I own jewelry. I own jewelry. I have it. It's like, I don't, I never understand that. It's like, this is my, this is my wedding ring. I have it on here because like when I'm typing, you know, it gets in the way it clanks. So I wear it around my neck. Anyways, Joe's muted. Something's going on over there. One second. One second. I don't know what she's saying. I can't hear her, so it makes it difficult to hear. Yeah, give me one second. Music started playing on my computer, and I have no clue where from. I still haven't found the source, but then it stopped. It could be Brian singing. It could be Brian singing in the background. A lot of times you have, um, maybe it's that freaking Applebee song that you like so much. I got cheese sticks. It wasn't. It sounded like people like cheering, and I was like, oh, my God, what is happening? Cheering? Someone else's song. <laughs> you want cheering, like Mitch? I like start panicking. <laughs> Muted myself so quick. <laughs> Got cheering. Um, anyways, like cheering. Sent out an email this morning. Hopefully, all of you guys got it. I tried to cover as much ground as I can. I try to make the emails like not too long and not too short. You know, to try and find that good thing. It's like I, that good mix. Kind of like highlight a tool. You know, ex- show the tool ex- and expanded at least one version of the tool expanded. And um, then at that point, um, you know, kind of like just try and give a quick hitter on it to remind people that, you know, we have six betting angles, you know, for free on our website that show that have been hitting, you know, at, that if you bet them all over the last 30 days, you'd be way up. You know? Oh, absolutely. It's so, crazy how it's, high up you'd be in this. It's not always the same. You know, last last time that we looked at it about a month ago is road favorites. Now it's Eastern teams on the road against Western teams, just absolutely killing them. You know, kill, and, okay. you know, normally the perception is the other way. But, of course, we also have March Madness going on right now. And, you know, it, it has been madness. I mean, nothing short of it. Um, we have seen the craziness of the crazy. The big boys have been falling like logs, as they say. Um some of it somewhat predictable. The writing was on the wall, and other ones like Auburn against Texas A and M. I think it was. I think you could say you know that you probably saw Auburn not covering, but I don't think anybody saw the Aggies beating them outright like that. No, not at all. Right, that was just a crazy game for sure. Auburn wasn't able to get anything going there. I think what we've also seen a lot of is teams that are have get out to big leads and have gotten reeled in. I mean, really have gotten real. We saw Texas Tech hang on for dear life against Oklahoma yesterday, you know, absolutely reeled in. And, um, you know, we've seen uh, just game and game again. You know, sometimes the teams are able to have some separation once again, and then other times, you know, they just can't, they never regain form. 
And I thought uh, Oklahoma was going to get the win there, Mitch. That was just nuts. It was nuts. I think, you know, what we're seeing is, you know, what we know all year long. And, you know, we've talked about, I've talked about it tons, you know, over the course of the season. And, you know, especially teams like Utah State, I've really mentioned it, where it's like, if you don't hit your free throws down the stretch, you can't win the big games. You cannot win them. And we saw Wisconsin, you know, of all teams, bricking free throws yesterday, you know, brick after brick after brick, 0 for 2, you know, in the trip down. It's like, you take those free throws, you add them to their score, and you put them up and, you know, you convert all, all of Michigan State's free throws as well, make them 100% on the day. And Wisconsin wins going away. You know, it's, so it's like you got to hit your free throws. Absolutely. Great call on Virginia Tech yesterday winning outright as a dog. Yeah, that, well, when you, that's the other, that's the great equalizer in March Madness, defense and uh, and teams that, uh, you know, can throw those bombs, you know, and Virginia Tech bombs with anybody. So, you know, we, we see the teams that can really um, throw those three-pointers in. And we've seen this traditionally, you know, when, when David knocks off Goliath, you know, 90% of the time, it's a team that can bomb it, you know, from, from outside because most teams struggle to defend the perimeter. They're not going to like play outside. So they're not going to put everybody outside because then you just, you bounce it right past the guy and it's a layup, you know, so they don't want to do that. This is my, it's a layup, um, arm motion. But the thing is, is that, you know, it's, uh, you can't, so you can't do that, but it's like certain teams can, you know, they, they have it more figured out than others, make it a little tougher at the perimeter. Texas Tech is, is generally one of those teams. So, you know, we'll have to see how it all plays out today, but we kind of, I think that the brackets, um, you know, if anyone had a bracket of the bracket, it's busted at this point. Yeah. It's long beyond oh, busted. There are teams in there that were not going to be in like Texas A&M, there are teams like Indiana that are now purely in. You know, I would think that Dayton is probably well on their way um, at this point as well, um, yeah. especially if they win today. SMU, if they can knock off Memphis, um, they will be in for sure. And um, I believe that they might be in anyway. I don't really know how bracketology works. I've heard it a million times. I've heard it throughout the years, the RPI and the this and the that and whatever. But so now Michigan has moved from the last four buys to the last four in, and SMU is now in the last four in. And Wyoming yeah. and Xavier are on the last four in, while Notre Dame is on the last four buys. And Iowa State, the most overrated team this year, um, on the last four buys. Meanwhile, Virginia Tech, on the first four out, Oklahoma, Dayton, Wake Forest, who lost to Boston College, right? And Dayton yeah. are the first four out. The next four out, Texas A&M, BYU, St. Louis, and VCU. I would take all of those eight up against Michigan and oh, Xavier. Sure. And Xavier. Yeah. All of them. And Notre Dame and Iowa State. I'd take all of those eight to be those teams. Yeah. It's interesting how it, they do it. It is interesting. It is a lot of horse. Well, crap. I, I agree with I, you, I Joe. It's a lot of horse crap. <laughs> I didn't realize how much SMU got a blowout win there against Tulsa. I knew they won. I didn't realize they blew them well, out. Tulsa that sucks. I mean, Tulsa yeah. sucks. They, they're terrible. I, you know, this was a, one of the worst Tulsa teams we've seen. Yeah. You know, really. were they only like four point favorites going into that SMU? Something ridiculous, like yeah. in a must win game. I think I gave that we out on the premium show. 
I think yeah, I gave that did. I gave that one on the premium show. It was like a must-win game for them, and we can yeah. still see they're still on the outside looking in. Nuts. Then Creighton just blew out Providence. Wow, that had to hurt for Providence. Well, I mean, Providence is probably unaffected by that as far as their seeding in the tournament. They won the Big East regular season championship. They had four. Um, they had four. That's their fourth loss of the year. Okay. So it's, I think, you know, they're comfortably in. They're probably a two seed. But uh, anyways, we've got a bunch of guests with us today. So let's, uh, let's get started with that. I definitely want to give out some picks too um, over the course of it. So Brad Francis was the first to arrive. So we will make him the first to be on the show. Let's see. like realign some things on my desk so it's like i can't see some things that i used to be able to see but now i can brad welcome to the show what's up guys how's the weekend going so far it's going how about yourself it's going well i was telling the the drive-through guys uh yesterday i mean this this is my favorite time of year just it feels different in the air i don't know what it is but just having all these games all day every day is just amazing Absolutely. And for some great ones today, that's for sure. Anything yep. that you're shocked by yesterday? Um, I mean, I, I took Texas A&M um, with the points, but I didn't expect them to win, like you guys said. Um, I mean, I took Illinois. Indiana looked looked great. So I would say those are the two that, you know, I, I didn't expect to win outright. Um, yeah, all around is a great day of games. What about you? Yeah, I, I just really did enjoy the games there. I couldn't believe how much Creighton blew out Providence. That was just a oh. shocker to me. I expected a yeah. win, but not by that, right? Yeah, I forgot or about at that least one, to too. cover, they were a dog, so. Yeah, that one, that one was shocking. Sure. Yeah. To me, it just, I, I think it was like across the board. I think even Akron's win, you know, was 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 pretty big. And, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, a lot of these teams, of course, all season long. And I thought that Akron... You know, a few years ago, Akron was a team that was always in the tournament. They were always, you could pretty much write them in as the MAC representative. And then we haven't seen them in a while. And then this season, they kind of have played like that. And I really did think the MAC was, is there was four or five teams there that could have done it. Toledo, Ohio. I thought Akron was, was kind of in that grouping, but towards the bottom of it. Kent State, um, you know, Buffalo. I thought all five of those teams had a legitimate shot here, but... You know, Akron, what they've been able to do here is dictate the pace. And it's like, you get these teams into your pace. And, you know, Joe and I talked about it on the show yesterday as well, is that, you know, teams that play a slow pace and then up against teams that like to go fast, um, there's some confusion as to how that actually works, you know, because you can go in and score a bucket in two seconds. It doesn't mean they're not going to take their shot at the 29 second mark of the shot clock every single time. So they're going to, you know, they're going to play their pace. The only way to rush the pace is defense. It's the only way you could, you could push the pace is on, is on that side of the court because you got to make them either shoot or steal it and get some runouts. And then you, you put up, you know, you get up by double digits, 14, 16 points. You see if they're willing to sit there and, and milk the clock. Yeah, you think the you think the Zips get another win against uh, Kent State today? I think it's going to be a good one. It's definitely one yeah. that I'll be watching for sure. I I'm I'll be rooting for him. That's for sure. Yeah, same here. You know, it's like I I I think it's 
there's certain programs and certain things that are like good for the game. And I think, you know, having Akron back in there is probably a good idea. I agree. Yeah. I was going to take him yesterday, but pass on it. Wish I did. Yeah. I think, my gut. I think Jovan gave him out in the free picks in the uh, videos, you know, he was saying the same thing that Akron was going to control the, control the pace. You know, I have Texas tech in my final four and um, you know, they didn't look like a final four team yesterday, but it is all about winning. You know, they, they they were up by 13 points. Let uh, let them back in. Let Oklahoma back in it. And we know that you know their coach is a guy that I mean he took Loyola Chicago to the Final Four. So it's not like you know he's he's done it with he hasn't done it with less. And he's done it a bunch of times. You know it's not like he's just done it once that where they made the Final Four last year. They were you know they beat Illinois last year in the tournament. So. We saw him do it again. It's like he starts calling the timeouts, and it's like, oh, man, here we go again. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think, you know, a lot of good games today. UCLA, an underdog to Arizona. We've got, you know, Creighton six and a half points, dog to Villanova. Creighton has been the most underrated team all season. They've been dog like every game this year. Um, San Diego State and Boise, you know, rematch, you know, game number three between those two. But what do you got for us today? <clears throat> yeah, I just got one pick, and I'm going to start you guys out with a game that starts in 40 minutes, so we can get some early action going here. Um, we have UMBC versus Vermont, and I'm taking this over 142.5. Um, this number is way too low, in my opinion. These teams played twice this season. Vermont put up 86 points in both games, um, and both games went over the total. Um, and UMBC, they just struggle on the defensive end uh, with the spread being at minus 15. I, I expect another 80-point game for Vermont. And on the other hand, um, UMBC, they, they could put up points as well. Uh, the over is 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. And in their last five games, they put up uh, 80 points, 93, 98, 93, uh, 92. Um, so that's 390-point games in their last five games. Um, so this team could score as well. And uh, UMBC, they have the 15th best three-point percentage in the country. And Vermont is ranked 247th and allowed uh, a lot of points, three-point percentage. So... I can see UMBC um, running this thing up. Uh, I know that spreads minus 15, but I, I kind of like them at plus 15 as well. So um, this is a no-brainer for me. Definitely take the over. And then um, I, I may sprinkle a little bit of cash on that uh, plus 15 as well. Joe, we know that uh, Vermont can cover spreads like crazy and put up points in a hurry, but UMBC, these guys, uh, it's not like they haven't done it before. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. And in this kind of game, I think it's just way too many points to rely on Vermont to get a cover in this one. So we look at these two teams. The road team has played strong, going 5-2 and two against the spread in their last seven. And I like this over. You're right. UMBC has been able to get the points as of late. And I think a lot of people are expecting Vermont's defense to completely shut them down, but I don't see it. So I'm going to ride the over and UMBC as well. I like UMBC in this one. I did a video on this, and I, I took UMBC as well. And I've been on Vermont a ton. I think Vermont wins this game. I think they win yeah. it by, you know, I think they win it pretty comfortably, but I don't think 15. UMBC is, is not bad. And, you know, we saw them take down Virginia in the NCAA tournament a few years ago. Obviously, the coach is gone and, you know, all those sort of good mm -hmm. things. But, you know, no, this program, no stranger to this. I think when you when you have a program – um, like UMBC that pulls the big upset in the NCAA tournament. And it's the same thing with, uh, with Loyola Chicago and some of these other teams out there. Um, you know, when the coach leaves, it, they, the team doesn't necessarily leave without it. I mean, look at VCU since Shaka Smartest left. They've done better than him, you know. And you look at, um, 
you know, you, you look at Oklahoma, Lon Kruger retired, you know, and you look how well they've done in this tournament. They might not, um, you know, go to the NCAA tournament. You know, I think they needed to win yesterday to go to the NCAA tournament, but they didn't get that. I don't think they're going to go. But I think that what they did in the tournament is certainly going to help recruiting going forward. You know, you probably got a lot of people that were enthusiastic about it, watching it. You hear like some of these old time recruits, all of these old time players at, talking about how they ended up at these schools. You know, and it's like I know it's a little different now with players getting paid, but the same thing. Like Rocket Ismail said, you know, when he was a kid, he was watching Notre Dame versus Michigan with his with his friend's father at his friend's house, and you know, he just loved the whole song and everything, and that's how he ended up at Notre Dame. You know, just from that. So it's you know, you, you see someone that watched something like that Oklahoma, you know, comeback, and even though they came up short in the end. Um, you know, there's something about that, the underdog and the straight guts and, you know, outside of the betting spectrum that, you know, this is why we watch the games, right? This is how we became fans. This is why we love sports is, is, is because of these things. Exactly. Especially March, March Madness. Oh, especially March Madness. <laughs> yeah, this is great. <laughs> I think, uh, up with a different energy. <laughs> we know that the, the least productive days for, for any work environment is, uh, the first opening two rounds of March Madness. You know, it's like, yeah. I, it's like, I think when I had a job, you know, it's like I never worked a day when it was the opening two rounds of March Madness. Yep. Yeah. If my, my boss saw my uh, productivity the last few days, it, it wouldn't be good. So <laughs> I hope she's, she's not watching this. <laughs> <laughs> not a fan. Anyways, uh, what, do you, what do you got for sale today at uh, Pick Dogs? Yeah, so I got a college basketball five-pack. Um, I think my first game starts at 12 p.m. Eastern time, so I uh, try to get on that one early. And then I have an NBA three-pack, uh, three, uh, three NBA games that I love. There's a, there's a lot of good potential um, on today's NBA slate, a lot of teams playing on back-to-backs and things like that. So, um, yeah, a lot of games I love. I have eight plays today, so uh, check those out. Then I have my three-day, seven-day, 30-day pass, of course. You can also team me up with another handicapper, so – Check out the profile, and uh, there's a lot of options there. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. And, of course, we'll be seeing you. I don't know if we'll see you tomorrow or next week, but we will definitely see you soon, of course. Not. Yep. I'll see, I'll see you guys tomorrow. All right. Next week, of course, March Madness will be um, next Saturday. We'll, it'll be, uh, we'll be down to 32 teams just like that. Happens yep, quickly, exactly. right? It goes six. It got sixty four. Well, sixty eight, and then it's, you know, before you know it, it's like, hey, there's only thirty two teams left, and then by Sunday night, you know, sixteen teams remain. And it's still, <laughs> still, yeah, it happens fast. But you know, you know how how it goes with us. We still got the NIT. We got everything else. We got a million angles working. <laughs> NBA, oh, NHL. Yeah. It's pucking crazy over here. So, all right, <laughs> we got Miss Pucking crazy over here. Don't call me crazy. <laughs> okay, we'll call you pucking. <laughs> Anyways. <I'm fine. laughs> Best of luck today, Brad. All right, thank you guys. Have a good one. You too. Thanks. Brad Francis. It was fun. Absolutely was. I yeah. like his pick a lot there. I do too. I, I haven't had a real chance to look at what everybody's going to be saying on the show, so I'm, I'm going to take a quick look at the chat, make sure I'm not stepping on anybody's toes, but I'm going to give out yeah. a ton of picks here today. I feel like it. Yeah, we've got a smaller group of cappers in today, so. That's fine. So if people want to give yeah. more than one pick, they're, they're welcome to, except for Al Ninos. Okay. He only gets one. He's laughing backstage. 
He knows. He him. feels the love. He knows I'm kidding. We say it. We, it's like Ruffalo used to always say. He says it because he likes me. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> they say it because they like Ruffalo. You can hear him saying it under his breath. They say it because they like. They say it because they like. Me. <laughs> As he up and down, like don't have a mental breakdown. It's okay. Yeah. Oh man. I think we take I think I'm gonna take a look at this um at this um oh man. Let's see what we could look at here. Um boy, there's some a lot of good games. Let's go to the NBA. Okay. And so on today in the email I went over the betting some betting angles in the NBA. And let's just take a look at these together and, and see if we can uh get ourselves on one of these games. So what I went over in the betting in the um, in the newsletter today, and those of you that don't get the newsletter just means you haven't subscribed to our email. But what I went over was our betting angles, and I think the betting angles is the is the quickest. I mean, outside of the parlay tool, where you just click a button and it throws a parlay out. Well, there are, I guess they're, I guess they all have a quick way of doing it. But to me, one of the coolest things um, of our betting tools has is the. Um, Broadcast please update the latest EGM live audio. I don't, I don't know what they're asking for, but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully people can hear you. They'll let, of course let us know if they can't. Um, that's yeah. what usually happens when, when we do this. But anyways, so we're here at, at sportschatplace.com. And I always use sportschatplace as, as an example because sportschatplace has a lot of the same betting tools that PickDogs has, but PickDogs doesn't have the same betting tools as sportschat. So sports chat is A to Z, includes favorites, underdogs, everything else. Pick dogs is always the dogs. But for this betting tool, this is really one that I, you know, every time I go to a betting tool on the shows, I always say it's overlooked, right? That this one is overlooked. But I think this one really is, this one in the standings, I think are the two most overlooked. Okay. So you just go to betting tools. Okay. And of course, super impressive. We got everything going on, right? We have the, and wait till you see the next edition of stuff. Wait till you see this stuff. But anyways, you click here on tools and you just go to angles. Now, what I like to do on the angles, because it's way too much data here to even sift through, it's just, you look at this and you're just like, I don't even want to look at this, right? It's too much stuff. I don't understand it. First, it's easy to look at this and say, I don't understand it, right? But what you need to do um, to use it effectively, and I'm not saying you have to do it. I'm just saying what you, what I do, you know, the way that I use it, okay, is I go here and I narrow it down by sport. And right now, there's no NFL, there's no college football. The only sport that we have the angles on right now is NBA that's playing. So if you look at the last 80, 180 days, to me, that's too far in the NBA of a, of a time period to look at because you have injuries, you had protocols, you had all sorts of things going on. Really, if you look at the last month, that's the way to do it. So here's the last 30 days. Um, the betting angles and you look at these and you say to any better in the world and you say, if I could hit, if you could hit 64% of your bets, right, right out of the gate, every single time, how much money could you make a ton? Well, here's one, two, three angles that pay over 60% over the last 30 days. Now the East road versus West, the best angle over the last 30 days See, before when we did this, it was road favorites were, were number one for a while. But it's you've seen that, that that trend has regressed. What happens is they get to a certain point and then they start to pull back. So it's kind of like 
um, you know, the Rod Zawacki jumping on the, on the bandwagon, but you're jumping on the bandwagon a day early, you know, or a week early. Cause you can see the trend start to regress, you know, because we show the detail. So when you see the trends, when it has this little green triangle in the corner, that means that it's in play today. So when we see East Road versus West teams, 16 and nine, which is 64%, but is a small sample, only 25 games over the last 30 days. So less than a game a day, this has come into play. Of course, we also had the All-Star break. So, but you look here and there's actually four games like this today. The Pacers, the Bucks, the Raptors, and the Wiz all fall into this same Thing. And you look at this trend, and it has been on fire. You can we don't you don't have to take our word for it. Um, you don't have to do any of those things. You know, you just you can look it back, and you think that well, oh, they're just showing us you know up until March seventh. Well, no, you can go back as far as you want. You just click view more, and we have them all there. It's just what we don't want to do is have this thing run like really slowly. So we just load the data that you need as you need it. And we'll continue to see. You can see there was a bump in the road there right before the all-star break. You know, in this trend. But that's how strong this trend is, is that it overcame that. And then look at the last 10 or so. It's all the Knicks. Those Knicks. Yeah, Knicks. And then when you look here, road <laughs> interconference. So this is just road teams... Um, in general, um, West versus East and East versus West. This is still hitting at 62.73%, but at a much larger sample size. All of these tools are 100% free. 100%. You know, 100%. And it's like the, the difference between our betting tools and the other betting tools, which I'll badmouth, of course, because that's what I do. I'm, 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 uh, I'm, 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 uh, rhymes with hit talker. Um, it, it, the thing, the difference between our betting tools and the other betting tools that are out there is, well, ours are free <laughs> and they're not like, you know, we're not bought and paid for by a sports book or any of those things. You know, ours are a hundred percent free and our tools, you can, manipulate them your way, like the way you want to see the data. Do I want to look at the last week? Do I want to look at the last month? Do I want to hit, do I want to see only things that hit at 60% or better? You know, like with our player props, right? I only want to see the ones that hit 60% or better. You can have the tools making, you can use our tools to make your bets your way, right? So it's like, that's the whole idea of them. And it's, uh, you know, we could do show after show after show after show, just go over each day, of betting tools. I always feel like when I say I'm going to do that, right? I always feel like I need yeah. to show a different betting tool every day. But I think if I just went over like the best of the angles, the best of the player props, the best of this every day, the best part and build a parlay every day, like those three segments, at least for now. Yeah. I think that would be a good show. So I'm yeah, gonna, absolutely. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Okay. I'm in. There we go. I got t so much time after, um, I'd say starting April 1st, I'll do that. Okay. I'll give I like me some it. time. Right around the corner. Yeah, and I'll probably start early. It's just, I want to start after the opening week of the tournament because I don't want to be on um, not talking tournament when the tournament's on. I mean, that's like oh, what... sure you don't. It's like there's another show that, another channel that does a show like on Saturdays at like one o'clock in the afternoon during college football season that has like 
nothing to do with you know it's like just a dumb time for a show it's like yeah. what are you thinking what the hell are you thinking <laughs> how many times a day do you actually think that though about someone or a team all day every day or a coach all day every day <laughs> it's like, what the hell are you thinking you know anyways back to this angle anyways i kind of got sidetracked here but back to this angle um Back to this angle. Um, I think we can. I think I'll, I'll stick with my pick of the Pacers against the uh, against the Spurs. It's just one more thing that I like about it. You know, it's just one more thing I like about this game. Plus five and a half. You got the East team at the West team. It's road interconference. Let's see if it fits any of our other angles. It's a road dog, so that I know isn't that good. West Road versus East, Road favorites, Road, here it is, Road Dogs, 53.6%. But the thing about this, we haven't seen Road Dogs as a hot trend. So this is a trend that's actually heating up. You know, and I bet if we went to a smaller time span that this would probably be one of the top ones. And I'm wrong because it's not there. Okay. I was so close, Joe. I like Joe. this so much. I think this is a great way to take this game because we look at a Pacers team that's been struggling. Oh, I'm not, but, I'm not showing it there. It's like, But when they've played the Spurs, they don't struggle. They're 5-0 and against the spread. Their last five meetings in San Antonio. And you guys can see this is the angle that I was looking at right here. East on the road versus west. And road underdogs. As well as road teams in general hitting at 55% right now. Against the number. Everyone but the freaking Wizards last name. We had all these teams, though, in the uh, in the betting tools. Uh, on my five and my seven free picks. Took me about five minutes. So, for the Pick Dogs Apparel, while I have you on the screen here, I'll just show you how to get the Pick mm-hmm. Dogs Apparel. This is super easy. I don't know. Um, I know we don't do a great job, but we have some new stuff coming out. But you just go here. And then um, you go to Pick Dogs. And then right here, it says, get hoodies, T-shirts, and more now at the Pick Dog shop. You see this banner? It's right there. It's on the website. It's a picture of a hoodie with the Pick Dogs logo. <laughs> so. That is a nice hoodie, that one. It's a, it's a sweet, sweet hoodie. Sweet hoodie. If I had that one, my kids would steal it for sure. My kids are huge hoodie stealers. Hoodie stealers. Damn, damn hoodie stealing kids. (laughs) Especially my daughter. Anyway, so I'm taking the Pacers here. So that will be one of my picks, my show picks here. Yeah, so actually though, so the the, um, seven free picks did go six and one um, yesterday, but I I will disclaimer it and say the two prior days were pretty cold. Overall, the seven free picks have delivered mostly winning days, but I had two cold days in there. And, of course, people just hammered me, you know, like I'd never won before. What does H1 stand for in the betting tools? First half. Half number one. Q1 is quarter one. P1 would be period one. P1. What's it going to be in baseball? What do you mean? I wonder. It will be half one, first half. First, first five. Five, innings. first five. Yeah. 
I'm excited to see the ba- the betting tools for baseball. It's we I haven't had we haven't had the betting tools um, for baseball. Um, we haven't had those, so it's we know that baseball is like a real data and stats driven game, and there's games every day, and you know, 15 games a day. So while you know, it's freaking baseball. <laughs> I like baseball for the first hundred games. Of each team. It just seems like so many games. I get excited for baseball when there's, um, when there's, uh, you know, when it first starts. Yeah. Me too. There's just that lull between like playoffs and um, the end of the season where you don't really know what teams are playing for. Those ones that just don't have to do anything. That's the period I hate. Well, speaking of Al Ninos, we'll bring him in here. We were not speaking about Ninos. We're always talking about El Ninos. <laughs> the subject give the guy a complex. The subject is always El Ninos. There we go. Al, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mitch. How you doing? We're doing. What's the good word? Not, uh, you're not looking to fade too many picks today, huh? I think there's the I think this is the time of year where even I'm overwhelmed, you know. It's it's so hard because all the videos, you know, and stuff, the games, the matchups aren't out. So like, you know, normally I would cover all these games and I had my name on the schedule to cover a bunch more games. I just, you know, I just couldn't get to them. That Mountain West uh, championship game and um a few other ones. Definitely a big card. Not lots of sports going on too. But yeah, um and look at some NBA here. All right. Yeah, looking at the uh, Kings, going to be in Utah. They uh, lost their last matchup, 106 to 100 to the Nuggets. Uh, another tough matchup for them uh, against another very good team, but uh, they'll have a big rest advantage here. Utah's obviously the better and more talented team, but uh, they just lost uh, by two to San, in San Antonio last night. And had to travel back home for this one. And uh, the Jazz have been traveling a lot over the last month. Uh, they haven't played two home games in a row since the 14th of February. And uh, I think it's starting to take a toll on them. They haven't been very consistent lately. And I think the Kings have been uh, competitive more often than not lately. You know, they have been getting blown out sometimes. They haven't been winning many games. But they have been keeping, I think, uh, most of them close. And I think they do come into this one. And uh, they know they have the rest advantage. And... They just saw this team lose to the Spurs, and I think they can uh, be a little motivated to try to try to pull the upset off. But I think they just end up keeping it close. So yeah, I'm taking the points with the Kings here. Joe, Sacktown versus the Jazz. Yeah, it seems like a good place to take the Kings with the points with so many on the board here. Nine and a half is a ton of points. Kings haven't been great against that spread, 15 and 18 on the road this season, but the Jazz are 14 and 18 at home against that spread. So I can definitely see it being a spot where the Kings can do just enough to keep this tight. What I'm liking more is the over in this one. We've got a total of 230. I think we sail over this number. When these two teams have played, they've trended nicely to that under. Uh, five and two to, the, sorry, the over. I'm liking the over 230 in this. Um, sailing nicely to that over, going five and two in the last seven to the over. 
I like the Kings on the money line in this one. So slightly disagree with Nino's. I like um I like them with the points, but I'd like them better with the money line here. Plus four hundred um is what I'm getting. That's what I got last night when I put it in. The Jazz zero and five um in in this spot. So just uh not pretty. We're gonna roll a roll with the. I got this from the streaks last night when I did the uh, seven my seven free picks. I do them overnight, you know, on the weekends. I don't do them before the show because Ashley would um, probably fly over and kill me. But um, <laughs> if I preempted her show, she's, she's a, you know. So it's down to plus three seventy five. Yeah, she's uh, <laughs> she's she's she lets you know where she stands. But anyways, when I look at the. Um, when I look at the dog streaks over at Pick Dogs, you can see right here losses as favorites on the second leg of a back to back for the Utah Jazz right there. Five in a row. And last night it was plus 400 when I was doing the seven free picks in just five minutes. And there you can see it's plus 375. So this is a lousy spot for the Utah Jazz. Of course, we got all sorts of streaks going on today, but this was one of the ones that caught my eye. And there it is. You can see it on the screen. But um, where the hell did Al Nino's go? There he is. All right. Anyways. <laughs> Al, what else you got going on today? Uh, yeah, this one almost made it to the premium side, but uh, I got just one uh, premium NBA today. I got a three-pack with my uh, best bet in each sport and then uh, an extra play in the NHL as well for everyone on the long-term passes. So, yeah, grab uh, one of those or pair me up with the other favorite camper. Someone in the comments is saying baseball doesn't have an official, um, doesn't have, do you have to get the betting tools? I don't even know what that means. They're free. The betting tools are free. But um, there's nothing to get. Um, But anyways. um, Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. As you said, like, baseball is definitely a stat-driven game, and... uh, it's interesting to see what the uh, betting tools do. But Neil's saying that baseball doesn't have an official sports book. But meanwhile, like half the games are on the Bally Sports Network. <laughs> More than half the games are on the yeah. Bally Sports Network. So I would say they do have an official sports book. And I bet you they do have one anyway on top of that. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're raising the price of our betting tools to zero dollars. <laughs> slashing prices of our betting tools. And it's not like you're trying to trick people that in a month after they love them, they're going to have to pay. So my, here's a true story that my partner is on the betting tools, right? I mean, these things are super expensive, right? I mean, they're way expensive. That's why you don't see them at the other websites, right? You see like the same crap at the other websites where they just show you the stats, they show you the matchups, whatever. And wait till you see our matchups. <laughs> I mean, they're going to be, they're ridiculous. But, you know, they're just a little bit further out. We have all that stuff that's coming out. It's going to be, you know, it's, I know um, from my own behavior on the internet that it doesn't take much to move the, move people over, and it's like I know what's going to happen. You know, I already it's it's we've already won. You know, it's like I know that. But um, so what they were saying, like my partners, and it's like, well, we can come out with like a basic set of betting tools and have like all this stuff, and then we could charge for like the next level betting tools. I'm like, yeah, but if we just uh, don't charge for anything, so <laughs> so I have to pay for them. <laughs> But I pay for them, but that's okay. You know, they're actually they're all they're all for it. You know, they're all for it too. So it's kind of like a joke. You know, it's like I basically I had to you know to pay anyway. You know, it's like I paid in the they're partners. You know, so I 
Yeah. They have, we're, we're partners. So it's like, that's how I paid. I didn't, I, I didn't have enough money to pay them. So we're just partners on it. They're not a vendor. They're a partner. Difference. Just like other people that get on their shows up here don't own their company at all. Anyways, Al, what are you doing today? I mean, just hanging out, watching some games. Making lasagna or anything good? Oh, no, no, there's no lasagna for me, man. No, Joe likes lasagna. Well, zucchini lasagna my friend made the other night and dropped some off. I can't wait to have it. It gets a little watery sometimes, right? The the zucchini lasagna. Hers is never watery. She does an amazing job. My friend Tiff is an incredible cook. We'll have to ask Tiff. We'll have to have Tiff on the show make those zucchini lasagna for us and show (laughs) everyone how to do it. Absolutely. She'd love that. Just preheat the oven at 375. (laughs) (laughs) She'd be good at that. I actually have told her that she should do it. We should do it. I've 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 tried to do it. I've, well, I've thought about it. I haven't tried to do it. I did I did my pineapples during COVID. Okay. I had like zillions of views. I had zillions of views on my pineapple ones. I remember that one. Yeah, <laughs> it's like they were like my most popular ones. Like I did had to had to plant a pineapple tree, had to um, cut a pineapple. Okay, I'd like I to learn to both of those. Start my own tree. Anyways. My mom makes buffalo chicken lasagna. Oh, my God. We have a genius on our hands. (laughs) Wow. That does sound life-changing. That sounds incredible. Wow. That's like in the category of the people that came up with the um, Frosted Flakes Lucky Charms combination (laughs) cereal. (laughs) There is not a combo cereal, is there? Yeah, there is. It's just the Frosted Flakes with the Lucky Charms marshmallows. Yeah. That's hilarious. Serious business. <laughs> All right, Al. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks for Appreciate having you. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. As uh, we yes. Not a big schedule tomorrow, but a fun one nonetheless. A lot of good stuff going on. So, yeah, I'm sure there's good stuff on tomorrow as well. All right. Thanks for joining Best us. Best luck today, Al. Have a good one, guys. Thanks. You too. All right, Joe, you got a hockey pick for everyone here? A hockey pick. Yeah, yeah let's take a let's take a look at this. Um, I was gonna break down a couple of these games. You got a ton of games here. People want some free picks. Come on, Joe. Yeah. Stop stop holding out. <laughs> they do. Let me just look at a couple of the team totals here because I didn't expect to give one out, but I'm loving these team totals right now. Um, especially looking at some of the dogs when we've got a higher scoring game. It has been uh, really profitable taking the dog because in a six and a half point game, we're seeing the dogs coming in at two and a half, and a lot of these dogs are keeping it tight. I'll so tell you, I'll look. tell you, who keeps it tight is any road dog at Boston. This one, I, I give this one out on the betting tools. Even on my worst day, this thing pays. Puck line dogs at Boston are just. Yeah. I mean, you don't you don't even need to put the bet in; they just pay you. You know, you hit submit. They just, they just, it's like an ATM. So you oh, cash sure just comes shooting out. Doesn't of, blow anyone out. Cash comes shooting out of the app. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> it does. 
Okay, so I'm just looking at the Seattle Kraken, Montreal Canadiens team. We've got um, a high total of 6.5 in this one. I'm going to take the Montreal Canadiens team total over 3.5. You're getting plus money there, plus 132. And the Montreal Canadiens have been driving, especially after the coaching changes, and against the Seattle Kraken team, who not positive who they have in goal, but it's the Seattle Kraken, so I'm not worried. Um, Group hour, you can put up the points against a hundred percent. So I think Montreal can get four, four goals in this one, and it's only over three and a half. So I like it. Do you think it's fried chicken in the Buffalo chicken lasagna? I don't know. We have to find out. This is going through my mind too. Yeah, it's like, is it fried chicken? And and if it's not, do you think it would work? And then, of course, what kind of cheese is? Is it just is it cheddar? And then, like you know. Do you, do you serve it with a side of ranch or blue cheese, you know, dressing? Ooh, yeah, you'd have, I think like you'd Kind of like just put it over there. the top or like maybe on the side. There's a lot of ways you can go with this. <laughs> there's there's tons of ways. Yeah, Grubrauer is in net for the Seattle Kraken. He's uh, 12.25 and a 5 on the season and 3.22 goals against. Montreal can get those goals against him i like it i like the sharks um also i'm go purely off the betting tools they've beaten the kings um eight times in a row as dogs um i think they make it number nine here so he said swap the ricotta with blue cheese oh my god (laughs) this is just like whoa Oh, oh that's crazy. Whoa. It sounds delicious. Oh, my God. Yeah, in that Sharks and Kings game, I'm going to take the over five and a half. These teams just played. I think um, Cheddar makes see more offense cheese. in this one. You don't need a side of ranch. It's so rich as it is. I guess if it's got the blue cheese in it like that, especially that, oh, kind, yeah. of, that kind of density of blue cheese. And then grilled cheese is grilled chicken, but any chicken would work. I think fried chicken would be fun. Maybe maybe if you put grilled chicken inside of it and then had fried chicken on top, kind of like a crust. Type Ooh, top. yum. Just like a garnish, you know, an edible garnish. Fried yeah. chicken. <laughs> oh, I love chicken. Yummy. Let's call in a, we'll call we'll, we'll call in our chicken expert. <laughs> I like it. You got the. Do you like blue cheese? Are you one of those people who likes blue cheese? Of course. The lover. Of course. I love it too. Yeah. 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 I got the the colonel is here. He's got a bucket of chicken with him. That's how you know it's the colonel. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Don't open the box. Came in a box. Don't open it. You know how old that thing is? You know how old that thing is? Like 1962 or something. It's like, I don't care. <laughs> I can't, I'm not putting a box on my set. No. It's like, because we talk about chicken so much on these shows. So I just figured it's, you know, we needed to have the colonel here. Yeah. Oversee the operation. Anyways, we'll bring in Jovan next. <laughs> Jovan's been doing a lot of videos uh, with us, and I'll tell you, he's been doing a great job getting a lot of, uh, he gets a lot of comments both ways, and that's how you know you're, you're doing a good job. It's like not everybody loves them, and not everyone agrees with them, but they still keep tuning in, and that's how you know he's doing a good job because it's like, oh, man, I should have listened to you. 
right? That's the way it generally goes. But anyways, Javon, welcome to the show. What's going on? Nothing much. Ed Cooley went down yesterday. It was a tough one, but, uh, you know, I think Creighton's been underestimated all season, to be honest with you. Yeah, and in hindsight, should have looked at that angle. You know, Providence laid it on pretty thick when they um, when they clinched. You know, in that second half, they they steamrolled um, Creighton, and Creighton remembered that. And Greg McDermott, he tapped in. He probably was in the locker room after that loss, like, remember this, we're going to face them again in the tournament, and we're going to do the same thing to them that they did to us. And it's that's what happened. Yeah, it's. Um, I think a lot of these teams, you know, they they make the statement. You know, they. It's like that's what makes these conference games so much. It's like you don't have to worry about you know the payback and all that other stuff because it's going to come anyway. You know, so you might as well whoop it up while you got the chance. You saw some really good games so far, and a lot of games um, definitely came down to line shopping. You know, where it's like people won and lost on the same side of games. You know, yeah. St. Bonaventure was one of those games yesterday, too, um, against St. Louis, where if you got in early, you got the Bonnies, you got a point and a half. And when they bricked the two free throws with 1.1 seconds left to go, they certainly came into play. But um, what do you got going on today? Uh, so we're going to look at this Mountain West championship between San Diego State and Boise State. If you look at these, the two games they played, Boise State won both of them. The first one was one of those defensive rock fests, <laughs> 42 to 37. And um, neither team scored, you know, neither team shot at a, at a good percentage. Um, San Diego State was downright awful, 28% from the field and 21% from three. In the second game, they ended up losing by one. You know, so it was a nail biter. 58 to 57. They shot a little bit better, or a lot better, you know, compared to 28%. But, you know, I just think that third time to charm with, with these guys. And if you look at yesterday's game against against Wyoming, in the last five, seven to five minutes, they were begging Wyoming to, to come back, to come back and, and take that game. But Wyoming couldn't do it. They was on tired legs themselves. And you know, um, between uh, Ike and Ike, Ike and and the the center for for um, Wyoming and Maldonado, they just couldn't do it. You know, they 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 were ran to the ground, and you know, I think that San Diego State, with their defense, their top basically top rated defense, I think they get it done. And you know, this this damn hard to beat beat the same team two, uh, three times. And I think I think that um, San Diego State turned the tables in this one. Joe, this game is going to be killer tight. I'm not going to jump on a side, but I will jump on the under. Um, we've seen both these teams hit under this number uh, the two times they played, and I think it happens again. We've got a total of 117 and a half. It's falling fast. You guys, it was 118 and a half when it opened. I'd get that under right away. I've been super critical of Matt Bradley all season long and last season um, as well when he was a cow. But I have to say that when he is hitting those threes, and um, man, it's over the last month he hit like 60% from beyond the, th- the arc. It was ridiculous. But yesterday, um, he didn't even shoot. 
you know, at all. And normally he's a ball hog, you know. It's, um, I think that this might be his day, you know, coming off of a five-point game against Colorado State. It's like one of two from beyond the arc, two of seven from the floor, 24 minutes. Those just aren't Matt Bradley-type numbers. I mean, this guy normally shoots Reggie Theus-type shot numbers. You know, I mean, he is the only one that shoots for him. Maybe they're using him as a decoy, maybe whatever the case may be. I'm not really sure, but um, I expect him to go off because in this tournament, he has not really shot the ball at all. Everybody has just concentrated on him, shutting him down. And I don't know if you're going to be able to do that for this many games in a row. I think they get revenge, too. I love Boise. I always take Boise. Everyone knows that, but I think not in this one. I think I like San Diego State. Usually it's pretty much a given that I take Boise. No yeah, matter what and, the score and, was. And, and these, in the two games in the regular season, Matt Bradley only scored seven points in one game. I think the, the first game and the second game, he only scored 12. So I don't, you know, it, it might serve them right to use him as a decoy, you know, have him facilitating a little bit. I don't know. Generally, I think, no matter, I think that no matter what happens, however the game plays out, I think the Aztecs get the job done. I think just with their defense, you know, they're just an elite defense. I like the way they, I like the way they play. I like the way they go after it. You know, so yeah, both these are tournament teams, so there's not going to be. It's, they don't have as much to play for as some of the other um, teams, but you know, Boise has just been really good and. You know, I think Shaver is is kind of like for me the straw that stirs the drink for them. You know, he's kind of the guy, and he he's coming off of a bad game too. So, you know, one of six from the field, zero of two from beyond the arc. Five of his seven points came from the free throw line, but nope. he's kind of yeah, he's the guy though for for me on them. So uh, this is going to be a good one. I think whoever plays better between those two guys, you know, that team probably gets it. What else you got going on? You got another pick, or are you going to go to your? Uh, I don't have another pick, but if you want to ask me about a specific game that I don't have a premium on, all right, <laughs> let's just pick a let's pick any game. How about um, how about Kansas Texas Tech? You have a premium on that? No, I don't have a premium in that. Um, uh, that's a it's a tough one. I was on um, wavering on it, you know. Either way, I think at the end of it, I think with that game. I want Texas Tech to win. Um, it's a tight, it's a tight spread though. I was, I was actually hoping that Kansas have. What's the current spread right now? I think it's two and a half, three. I was thought, yeah, I thought so this would be so like six moving, and a half. Moving in Kansas's way. Yeah. So yeah, once it gets like three, three and a half, I think I, I, I bang on um, Texas Tech on that one. But where was that when I saw it? When I capped it, it was like at one. I, I didn't like it at all, but yeah, as as the you know the the money's gonna go towards um towards the Jayhawks, and I the more it goes towards the Jayhawks, the more I like Texas Tech. Texas Tech is just a strong defensive team. They're actually playing better without Chris Beard. Um, you know, it's one of those things. You you lose your coach, you become better. I don't know. They made it to the finals with Chris Beard, so it's it's tough to no, say that. But I thought um, that was a couple years. That was a couple years ago. I'm just saying, like from last year's team. Yeah, I I think from last year they're definitely improved. But I think the thing is about you know for me about Texas Tech, and I I really like this team a lot. I have them in my Final Four. Um, 
they can't um, overcome the ticky-tack foul. You know, if they're calling the ticky-tack foul, which Kansas gets, you know, they get those. Um, Very tough for them to win. And, you know, we saw, to me, the game at Oklahoma, you know, where they were calling everything on them. And they just quit on the floor. They were just like, we're not, we can't not win this game. We're not even going to try anymore. You know, it's like, if you're going to call that, we can't win. And, um, you know, they basically almost, they did everything short of walking off the court in that game. Um, you know, they, of course, they took it out on Oklahoma in the game in Lubbock, but, you know, last night was, you know, really a good one again. But I don't know. I just think that, uh, you know, I have Texas Tech in my Final Four. I love, for me, the defining game of te- for Texas Tech this season was the game at Madison Square Garden against Tennessee, you know, where they just handled them. They, they let the Vols catch them. They went to overtime, and then they beat the crap out of them again. You know, it was like, it was like Tennessee had all the momentum going into overtime, and then it's like, ah, we just let you into overtime so we could just beat the crap out of you one more time, you know, before, the, before we go home. And that's really what they did to them. And it's like, you know, that Tennessee team, you know, who plays Kentucky today um, in the semifinal matchup, how ridiculous is that? I mean, that could be the national semifinal. But, um, you know, that Tennessee team beat Arizona. You know, it's like, so it just shows you, I mean, so many good teams out there this year. Yeah, I like I like Texas Tech's guard play. You know, they have um I forget his name. They have one guy who um who I like. I haven't really looked at I haven't really watched Texas Tech games that much this year. Just like a couple, but in the couple that I saw, it's the same guy. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I like him. I like the way he facilitates and no drives. You know, he'll pull up sometimes. You know, say mid range. You know, but I forget his name. I think the colors something. Yeah, I think that might be him. But, um, yeah, remember Culver a few years ago they had? He was ridiculous. Um, But, yeah, there's just a lot of good games. It's hard to believe that that uh, Kentucky-Tennessee game is a um, semifinal. Um, Yeah, the SEC's deep. Anything, yeah, at the beginning of the year, I, this is what we were doing the shows with everybody, and I said there are five SEC teams that could be in the Final Four this year, and Brian Pittler, you know, gave me the stink eye. And it was like, yeah, whatever. It's like, And I named them off, and I said, Alabama, Kentucky, Auburn, LSU, and uh, Tennessee. All of those could be Final Four teams. And they still can be. I think all of them still can be. And Arkansas, too. I mean, six. Yeah, Arkansas, Arkansas. I like what Arkansas has done. They 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 play a stronger um brand of defense also than years past. Sneaky good recruiting there. Really good recruiting. This guy this guy's I don't know, I don't know what's he doing, but uh whatever he's doing it's working. He's selling that program really well. Eric Musselman? Yeah, he's I mean <laughs> you look at the guys they have there. I, I might my guess is something will come out on it, but you know, in the meantime they're gonna enjoy the ride. And what you have what do you have going on at Pick Dogs today? Yeah, so I have a five pack, you know. At I've in all I have six plays um in college basketball, no NBA for me. You know, so spread out throughout the day. A lot of them conference championship um games, you know, the others semifinals, so for forty nine All right. Well thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow for uh Selection Sunday, uh, the last five games uh, before Selection Sunday. 
should be good ones. Should be. They always are. They always. It's like it's these games are just crazy. It's like for some reason we always forget how crazy it gets. And it's like it's not just called March Madness because it sounds good. You know, it, it really is. It really is. How about Virginia Tech stomping the crap out of North Carolina yesterday? You know, after the way the heels have been playing. I mean, that was something. You know, it's like they never let them come up for air. It was like you're in the swimming pool with them, and every time they like tried to get their head above water, they just, poof, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my yeah, god! They're yeah, damn good three point shooting team, and the way they were back in, um, the way they were back in North Carolina defenders down, and just you know, you know, taking that little um, not the not a baseline shot, but you know, pretty close, just backing them down, backing them down, turn around and and, and shoot over them, low one handed, no off the glass. You know, I, I like the I, I like the way they 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 handled on North Carolina basically wire to wire. Yeah, Couture, I think you know I could see him in the future in one of those NBA three point shooting contests on All Star Weekend. I mean, I, I could see him him he'll be up against Gillespie for uh, Villanova. <laughs> they'll be in the three point <laughs> shooting contest against each other. I think that will be the finals. You know, once Steph hangs it up. Anyways, thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow. Absolutely. See you tomorrow. Jovan. Best luck, Jovan. We could sit here and just have a show, talk hoops with Jovan for about six or seven hours. Oh, you guys could talk forever about hoops. So Good times, but um, yeah, so many games today. So many games. I'm going to take Long Beach State against Cal State Fullerton. I know they opened up as a one-point favorite. Now they're one-and-a-half-point dog. I was on the other side of that disaster yesterday for, for the Gauchos. Um, I was on the wrong side of that thing. But um, okay. one of those ones that I thought, um, I thought that, uh, it's one of those games I thought I had won with UCSB and you know, I looked at the final score and it didn't. So it happened. But I think the Beaches do it. I think Dan Munson just, a, he's just a, a, these are his games, you know. And I expect yeah. him to get it done here. So I'm going to take him in this spot. Total has dropped significantly in that one, Mitch. It was 139 and a half this morning. That wasn't just last night. Like hours ago, before we started the show, it was 139, 136 now. Going to be a tight under now in that one. Going to be a tight under. <laughs> Joe Madden. All right, well, we've got Big <laughs> Al next. I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying anything else. I'm going to drink my coffee. Let's welcome Al to the show. My lawyer's on the uh, <laughs> lawyers on the hotline. It's like my phone's ringing. It's legal team. It's like you already shot. You already gave her the finger once this week. <laughs> Al, how's it going? It's going okay. It's my uh, daughter's four-year birthday today, so it's a big. Uh, you know, big day here at the house. Different type oh, of March, di- different type of March madness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My wife's birthday is later this month. Um, so yeah, it's a month of birthday. So nice. um, it'll be fun. We got a bouncy house for her. So all the kids will jump up and down that bouncy house. Are you going to go in it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, sure. Good. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Yeah. What are you guys doing this weekend? I'm going to sit on my ass and watch basketball, I think, for a while. I might go to the... Oh, actually, tomorrow I'm playing Kapalua. 
Oh, nice. And then um, I haven't played golf in six months. So with the time change, it actually gives me like a, a, the ability to do it, even though we don't change times. But the way that it all works out, it gives me the – I'll be playing more golf and surfing and stuff starting tomorrow. I'm I, I guess, you know, when I would go out to Maui, I always favored the Wailea courses just because Kapalua just – you know, I'm not a good golfer, but Kapalua just was so windy I, from what I remember compared to the, the courses, you know, at Wailea. Is, is, that, is that correct? Yeah, Wailea courses are hot and, and there's no wind at all. Those are like – I'm about – um, a half mile from the from the blue course, and which makes me about a mile from the gold and the emerald at Wailea. Um, I'm a member at King Kamehameha Golf Club, so I play there most of the time, which is also super windy. But I just think Kapalua just is so beautiful. You know, it's just the views and just the. It's kind of more of like it's not just the round of golf; it's the everything else. You know. Yeah. Also, it's it. I you know I know the pros play well there. Um, some of them, you know, and some depending on what the conditions they get. But, you know, it's it's fun to see how they played some of these holes, you know, and, and to watch how they, they attack them compared to how you, you take them on, you know, because there's only three par threes there, right? So it's like, and they're all they're all nasty. You know, there's not an easy one among them. And then, you know, there's the par four on the back where Dustin Johnson drove the green, which when you're on that tee... Um, you could see how he did it because he had the wind. He got the right bounce, but um, you know, I I try and hit hit the hit the green there. I'm in the parking lot, you know. <laughs> I hit Lionel Richie's house a few years ago in the blue course. He was not dancing on the ceiling that day. <laughs> he had the <laughs> he came out with the. <laughs> Yes, uh, one, one of these days I'll get out there and we'll, we'll, you know, we'll play. Well, you'll play golf. I don't know what I'll be playing, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll come out and, you know, tear up the uh, fairways. Yeah, you'll, uh, at King Kamehameha, uh, we have um, the second winningest NBA coach of all time. Is, uh, oh, Don Nelson. Is a member. I saw him on TV last night. He's a member. Was he at the game? No, they had a video from uh, from here. From, <laughs> from Nelson. here, you know, you know. So, so Popovich told a great story after the game, where you know, basically, he said his, you know, he was out of work, and he said his ass was saved by uh, Don Nelson, who gave him a job. You know, back in 1992. So it was ironic, of course, now that he's passing, like one of his best friends in the world. Um, but then Nelson gave him a nice tribute and. Uh, you know, I actually, I was, I was living in Charlotte at the time, and I actually met Greg Popovich and Don Nelson Jr. back in 1990, must have been 93. Uh, I was watching Spurs games at, at the sports bar up in Charlotte, and they walked in because Golden State was playing, uh, you know, the Hornets either that, you know, that day or the next day or whatever. But um, that was actually the first time I had met Popovich, but... Uh, yeah, what a career that guy's had. Yeah, I mean, Coach Nelson's a great guy, and you know, it's just he kind of keeps to himself. He doesn't bother anybody. He doesn't he doesn't yell at me. He doesn't talk about me under his breath like most of the other people at the club do. But um, you know, so we always I always like him, and uh, you know, Popovich has been one of the best coaches for sure. You know, yeah. I say it all the time on these shows and, you know, people, they'll be like, oh, you know, they'll, they'll, anytime you say like that, this guy's the best coach, 
they'll bring up two other guys. What about Red Auerbach? And what about, you know... Um, it's tough to... It's, it, look, it's tough to compare, yeah. especially across generations. Yeah, oh... You know, the thing is, is that people have forgotten the Tim Duncan teams. You know, it's like for some reason, it's like they've already been forgotten. And it's like, you know, they played, they didn't just, you know, they didn't just win those championships. They played in a bunch of other ones, you know, with Parker and, and Tim Duncan and, you know, the Admiral. They should, you know, they should have been six for six. They were five for six. And the one they lost was, you know, the Ray Allen, uh, in game six of the 2013 title for Miami. And, that, you know, the Spurs had that one all wrapped up. And, you know, um, but yeah, they, that, that was a special team. He's, so, you know, it, it's tough to, you know, you can make arguments all the way about, you know, different coaches and, you know, Pat Riley too, but it's and Phil Jackson, you know, always comes into the discussion. But, you know, I think it's one of those things that it's like, you know, you're in the discussion. You know, at least, yeah. at least you're in the discussion. So. Look, Pat Riley, Pat Riley was a very good coach. Um, I, I think Phil Jackson's a hell of a coach. You know, I mean, you can't argue with what Phil did. I mean, I mean, he made, you know, the Lakers winners when they weren't winners. He made the Bulls winners when they weren't winners. So, you, you know, you can't argue with uh, Phil Jackson. But either. he did not make the Knicks uh, winners. Well, you can't win them all. <laughs> <laughs> The Knicks is a tough spot. Well, what do you got going on today? It's a good day of games, both uh, NBA, college basketball, and, of course, uh, NHL also all in action today. Not our usual gigantic schedule. It's still a pretty good one. Yeah, you know, I, I think we should just carry this theme of Greg Popovich then forward and talk about the San Antonio-Indiana uh, Pacers game. You know, yesterday, I had a play on San Antonio yesterday. They were a big underdog against the Jazz, and, San Antonio did something yesterday that they hadn't done the entire season. They came back from a, uh, you know, a fourth quarter deficit to win a game. Um, and they were down by 15, you know, midway through the fourth, and they stormed back to win that game. And that was a very emotional game for the Spurs players, for the fans, you know, for the community, for everything. And there's only one place to go after that game, and that's down. Uh, and, you know, yes, the Spurs play hard every game, but now they're favored by five and a half points against the Pacers. So you've got a Spurs team coming off a big, huge, emotional home upset win. You've got an Indiana Pacers team coming off a home straight up and against the spread loss to Cleveland. Throwing the fact that the San Antonio Spurs played last night, the Indiana Pacers haven't played for, you know, they've been off for three days. So... You've got a rest situation here, which favors Indiana. You've got, uh, you know, the emotional component. And it just all is on the Indiana side of things here. I, I just think Indiana's in a great, great, great position tonight. Joe, the betting tools love Indiana in this game as well. We looked at the angles um, earlier um, on the betting tools and the East Road teams hitting at 60 what percent are they hitting at over the last 64. month 64 60 almost six almost 65 percent um east east road teams um versus west 65 percent um joe you see any way the spurs uh you know no. win this one not with how the spurs are not how the spurs have been playing they're three and seven against the spread their last 10 games, 3-11 and 11 against the spread in their last 14 games following an ATS win. 
one and four against the spread in their last five games overall. I was not expecting them to come in here as a five and a half point favorite. So Pacers all the way in this one. Yeah, I'm on the Pacers too. I, I, I just don't see it. And, you know, there's too many things here that, you know, you have where they got the, they got the record, you know, they got them the record, all those other things. I also kind of like what the Pacers are doing, even though they haven't been winning a lot lately, but they also own the San Antonio Spurs. They absolutely own them. So um, they've covered the spread as road dogs versus the Spurs four in a row. So I think they make it five here. Do you guys have any thoughts on that first half? Because I was just looking at the Pacers in the first half. Plus 158 on that money line in the first half. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a halftime, first half kind of guy. I'm, I'm just yeah. a full game guy, so I wouldn't even be qualified to comment. We've got some great betting tools for you to help you with your first half, Sal. So, so. <laughs> 100% free at our website. Sports yeah. no, chat no, place. No, I just have to find some time. It's... Uh, We've got some new ones on the way, so <laughs> you want to get buried for six or seven hours. Um, got some really good, good stuff coming along. Of course, Al's seen most of the stuff that we're going to be bringing on board, so he knows. I'm just kidding around with him, but he also knows that these that they are coming and they're unbelievable. Anyways, you got anything else for us today? No, I think that's it. Unless there was another game you want to ask me about. Yeah, I'll take a look at. Um, let me take a look at. Um, I don't want to ask you about a game that you have a, have a premium pick on. So let me see what you got on board. Any of these other games? I have 47 picks today, Mitch. So there isn't a game I don't <laughs> No, it's, uh, let's see. How about, um, let's see. How about UCLA, Arizona? Do you have a pick on that one? I don't, but I, you know, when I was looking at it last night, Arizona was a one point favorite. So why don't you, you know, I've been I've been working all morning, so I haven't looked at it since I handicapped the game. Is the line still one, or has it changed? One and a half. But Arizona is the favorite, correct? Yes. Okay, I would take UCLA. Yeah, I like UCLA also in that one. I think they win it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, I, I've got some decent angles on UCLA. It involves you know two top level teams, you know, with win percentages you know, above 750, you know, involves revenge. Um, you know, they split the season series, of course, one game apiece, but Arizona did win the most recent meeting. So that would tip the scales in favor of UCLA in this game here, especially, you know, but, but the key is that they're an underdog and if they're getting one and a half points, they qualify. So I, I would take the Bruins. What do you got going on at pick dogs today? Oh, well, I was joking about having 47 games. So I've got uh, four games in college. I've got two in the NBA, including my NBA non-conference game of the month. I've got one play in hockey, so seven plays in all. Yesterday, we were seven and two. Um, I think it's, do some quick math, 76 and 42, my last 118. So, um, you know, doing decent and... I think 20 and five in the last 25 NBA. Um, don't know. I think hockey's 10 and three, the last 13. Absolutely. And then in the conference tournaments, 27 and 16 with a um, push. Don't know. So we've got seven plays and yeah, you know, team me up with one of the other champion handicappers here at uh, pick dogs or, you know, um, 
buy you know buy packages for all 20 handicappers at pick times all right well thanks for joining us enjoy the birthday party today sounds yeah. like good times <laughs> joe would love to be there to help you out with it but hey, uh, Joe, welcome to fly into los angeles and you know, mm-hmm. eat some cake I, i'm in be careful what you offer <laughs> i'll definitely come down Joe's like do you have mayo and hot sauce i'm there oh my <laughs> god <laughs> oh well anyway good luck to you guys and i'll, I'll talk to you to, i'll talk to you tomorrow provided i survive today all right well, thanks for joining okay. us okay adios <laughs> Bye. Al McMorty in the discussion of uh, all-time great handicappers. So, oh wow, yeah, yeah. You know, it's tough to say who the best is, but I think Al's in the discussion for sure. Absolutely and, is. Anyways, we've got uh, I believe just is Brian with us today? Yeah, Brian's there. What's he? What's he doing here? That's all I have to say. It's like, why is he not at Disney? Anyways, so we got. Can't say he's not dedicated. That's for sure. He's here. I like Michigan State here against Purdue. You know, that's another one I like. I just think the game's going to be closer. We've seen Tom as a coach. I, I think Purdue probably wins. I don't even know if they do that, but. Michigan State has been good all season. The issue with them has been they've turned the ball over a ton. You know, mm-hmm. it's like when Tom Izzo teams generally do the the fundamentals really well. They pass really well. They they rebound really well. You know, they hit their free throws. They always they always have like two guards that shoot like ninety percent from the line. This year's team is just a little bit different, a little sloppier than we're used to seeing from them. But um you know, Purdue, it just always seems that when they're not at Purdue that they're vulnerable. We've seen them, you know. It's, to me, it's like with the team that they have, they should have won every game this season. Absolutely. Like this is a lot of points. They're a better version of Gonzaga. It's really what they are. But um, I guess they play a lot tougher schedule than Gonzaga on, on a night-in, night-out basis. And I'm not <laughs> saying Gonzaga didn't play anyone because they did this year. They do They do most years, but... Um, what what um when was know, the last time Purdue covered a spread? Uh, they have sure. not been covering at all. I'm not sure. Oh. Why don't you find that out for us? Anyways, speaking of Brian. Brian, how's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, Disney starts on Tuesday. I'm just hanging out in Sarasota right now. So. Oh. And there's a storm going through, and there's no reason why I can't be at work. So You know what they used to have at Sarasota? And I don't even know if they have it. The Ringling Brothers Museum. Yeah. Museum. i check that out uh, today, probably, in the afternoon. Well, don't let them uh, hijack in because, you know, they're always looking for an extra clown. You know that. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? I don't even know what that museum is. It's circus. Oh, Okay. Didn't know that greatest show on earth, yeah. greatest show on earth. Okay, Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey's Circus. Oh, wow, yeah. I thought you said museum. Yeah, well, the confused. museum of the circus. Oh, okay, yeah. now I'm just super confused. <laughs> no, it's, all right, <laughs> I'm just gonna be quiet over here. You guys get ready for the Facebook photos of some <laughs> tightrope walking and some trapeze. <laughs> 
That's what that means. Well, Brian, what do you got going on today? I'll tell you what, for my free pick today, uh, I'm going to go with the Virginia Tech Hokies for the third day in a row. I rode them last night as they crushed UNC, and I took them against the Irish. So I think this team's making a solid case. The big dance, and I look for them to keep this game within a possession tonight. It's really a must win for the Hokies, not so for Duke. And we kind of saw that scenario play out with Providence and Creighton yesterday. Hokies 9-2 and two in the third game of a 3-5 and five situation. And the Blue Devils 0-5 against teams with a win percentage above 600. I'm going to take Virginia Tech plus the points and sprinkle a little of the money line. Joe? A lot of people bashed my Virginia Tech pick yesterday in the YouTube comments. Um, taking betting against Carolina again. As a matter of fact, I am. Well, why get off it? They're riding hot right now. I do like it as well, especially plus those points. And a look at the over in this one. I think we have a higher scoring one. This total has dropped, and I like it a lot now, over 136 and a half. I think we just squeak over. I think this is closer to the original line of 138. I think Gator is one of the best three-point shooters I've ever seen. And I think that, um, you know, outside of him, they have three, four other guys that can hit from the perimeter. So I think Duke's going to get pushed to the outside, and I think they're not going to be able to take advantage of, you know, Williams and uh, Benchero. So I think that, um, you know, I think that the Hokies keep it close. And I think what we always have to, you know, what you always have to worry about too is that even if Duke, you know, in Coach K's final ACC tournament game, we saw how he did in his final game at Cameron, um, but it's fi- his final ACC tournament game, um, you know, there, there is that angle there, but at the same time, um, you know, any team that can bomb threes can backdoor you at it at any given moment, you know, and a team that hits threes like Virginia Tech does. I think that, you know, wherever they're ranked in the nation, it was not number one in three-point shooting. I think they were number one for a while, and then they had, like, a couple of cold games, and, you know, it's just, it's percent, it's like fractions of percentage points that decide that change it up at that level. Let's see where they where do they rank nationally in three point shooting, but they just have so many options. It's like, let's see, they rank Virginia Tech ranks in three point shooting sixth. Wow, I would have thought they would have been one, two, or three. But anyways, sixth in three point shooting. Yeah, I like the Hokies in this one. Too. I just think that too many too many three pointers, forty five percent yesterday against the Tar Heels, <clears throat> Maddox four or five from beyond the arc, Couture was only one of three, he only scored those are the only points he scored the entire game, but you know they have so many options there. We've seen you know we've seen Virginia Tech in their last several games hit these hit these buzzer beaters you know they hit. You know, the three each time, too. Anyways, I'm with you. What else you got going on? I'll tell you what, today I got my SEC game of the year, <laughs> my biggest bet so far in the SEC this season. You get that for $30 at pickdogs.com off a 3-0 and day yesterday. Going to try to follow it up with a strong Saturday, which has been touch and go so far Saturdays this year. But really confident in this one. Or you get my three-pack Saturday college basketball sweep for 50 bucks at pickdogs.com premium picks or my tournament package, uh, $200 today. Get it over there at pickdogs.com. Virginia Tech has one, two, three, four, five, 
six guys that bomb threes, you know, from the parking lot, just, you know, at high, high percentages. It's like very tough to defend. But. Possible upset today. I don't think it would be that big of an upset, to be honest with you. Anyways, thanks for joining us, Brian. And uh, we'll see you in a little bit. We'll do combo premium VIP because we're going to guess you're going to be busy. Probably do a bunch of those in the coming, um, in this coming week, combo premium VIP shows. Or one after another, you know. Maybe I'll but, give an extra pick out or something like that. Yeah, well, maybe we'll do one after another. You know, maybe we'll just do one real yeah. quick and then do the next one really Because I think we have time to do that. Maybe that's what we'll do. Yep. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, Joe. You got any more picks to give these nice people? Hung around, yeah. listen, listen to us spew for a while. I didn't give you the finger That's... once. I'll show. Oh, I'm disappointed. Classing it Come up on. a little bit over here. <laughs> no, I have no stories to tell my friends why I need that extra drink. Be like, yeah. do you know what happened to me this morning? It was before 10 a.m. my time. Someone is already flipping me the bird. Um, I'd be looking at the New York Rangers tonight over the Dallas Stars. I just like how this Rangers team is playing. And the Stars are one of those teams I like to fade, especially at home as a favorite here. They just don't live up to the expectations that I hope for. Uh, the Rangers are 6-1 and one in their last seven games following three or more goals following a loss of three or more goals. They really do bounce back in these games. I think they'll have a good one against the Stars team. The Stars, we've seen, like, good positive trends, but I don't know. I think the Rangers, um, being on the road here, will take down the Stars. I'm going to go with... um, I'm going to take Houston here against Tulane. We saw Houston yesterday play horrible in the first half of that game against Cincinnati. Came out in the second half, and they could have easily won by 20 or 25 points. They just are that good. And Kelvin Sampson, his his best coaching job I've ever seen. He's lost his top players. They just keep moving on. It's kind of like the Clippers this year, you know, but a better version, you know, where it's like everybody's out, every excuse, excuse, every reason to quit, and they just keep playing hard and playing hard. And I think Houston could be back-to-back trips to the Final Four with this team. I mean, they, they really have that type of team. So I like them here against Tulane. I think they make a statement, and uh, I think they head to the final tomorrow in the AAC. I think we're going to get, you know, we'll probably get that Memphis-Houston rematch of the game last week. That's my pick. I'm sticking to it. Okay, I like it. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, who joined us today. We appreciate each and every one of you making it a special day for all of us. Of course, uh, (laughs) we'll be back tomorrow. We'll have more picks. Not as many games tomorrow so um, just five college basketball tomorrow we'll have uh, eight NBA tomorrow and we will have 10 NHL tomorrow so yeah it's gonna be a good show I can't wait it's gonna be a killer show thanks everyone today too thanks everyone for thanks everyone for joining us what'd you say Joe on that one that's fade Edmonton today let's fade him they're playing, playing the Lightning. The money line's gone up too high on the Lightning, though. But look for them to win at puck line. All right. You're pucking crazy if you don't jump on the Lightning. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Aloha. Make it a winning day.